if you don't support the trans agenda, you ain't black. Gabrielle Union took a note from Biden's playbook at the NAACP Image Awards last weekend and basically said black people should advocate for the trans agenda. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Dilbert creator Scott Adams believes white people need to separate from black people. We are going to talk about it. And Candace Owens believes conservatives like Kim Klasick are wasting their time in cities like Baltimore. Yes, we are going to talk about that and more next. Hello, it's Wednesday and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ and let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have Shelly E, Yana, and uh, joining us tonight, we have back with us pageant queen and pageant director, Kendra Patterson. And then also for the first time, we have with us Shonda Patterson. She is an educator, uh, advocate. Uh, so we have her tonight. How are you all doing? Hello, hello. Awesome. Yes, good. Again, um, join the conversation, as I always say, by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, if you like independent media and want to support what we do, donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, you can go right to our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com for up-to-date information. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. And don't forget to subscribe. As I already said, subscribe. When you go on there, you can hit the notifications bell. So when we go, you know. Okay? All right, ladies, let's set it off. We are starting off the night with education here right in Baltimore. We've been talking about this for a while now, um, the education failures within Baltimore City. But tonight, we're going to talk about a little bit more. According to Fox 45 News, as they report, a recent test scores raised concerns over Baltimore City Public Schools Boost Program. It's actually in jeopardy. It is a program that provides families in need more school choice. Now, during his State of the State address, Governor Moore, newly uh, elected Governor Moore, pushed public education as a top priority. But Moore's budget cuts the Boost Program by 20%, from $10 million to $8 million and could prevent new students from receiving scholarships, except for siblings of those already in the program. So Boost is a program uh, that offers scholarships, uh, vouchers uh, to students from low-income families, so allowing them to attend parochial and other non-public schools. So the move could impact thousands of low-income students. I want to start with you tonight, uh, Shelley. Governor Moore seems to be, as far as his budget is concerned, adding funding 
for public schools, like for hiring better teachers, tutoring programs, etc. But this school choice type of program is a casualty. Has he made the better choice? Uh, absolutely not. Look, you said the key word seems these people are frauds. I said from the beginning when we went over his platform that his platform was basically full of fluff. And he is going to continue to run down not only the budget, but the city. This is the same thing Obama did when he was in office. Take away the private school, uh, the vouchers for low-income families to better their education for their children. He went to Rhodes. He was a scholar. Why the hell can't Baltimore City uh, or low-income parents have those same opportunities? He's full of it. Yana, I want to go to you. I mean, Shelly raised some good points. Moore did attend an elite private elementary school and then went on to a graduate from a private military academy. So why do you think he would cut this program that helps families get the same benefits that he had? I mean, the only answer I can think of is he's a Marxist. That's what's, that's something a Marxist would do. And uh, to, to take away opportunities to basically equalize everyone. So he doesn't, uh, he, they're fighting against uh, private schools because they're businesses and uh, part of capitalism. So they want to fight against that and uh, throw more money into these socialist schools that don't work. All right. Now, Kendra, I know you are uh, down in South Carolina, but this is something that's pretty much all over the country. Um, we're seeing uh, some of these, uh, these states cut uh, vouchers and school choice programs, and they say that they're going to give the money to public schools. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Is it a good idea? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a good idea. I think that um, above all else, there has to be transparency. Like if you're going to move the $2 million from there, um, from what we see has um, tangible results, like where is the $2 million going and how is that going to help the public schools? So I think for me, um, I'm not I, I don't think that it's a good idea. I think having that option and that opportunity is always great. But if you're going to move the money, I think it should be moved with a plan if that's what he's going to do. All right. I, I want to go to you, Shonda, as an educator. Uh, you know, you've been you know looking at the education system for a while now. What are your thoughts on this uh, cutting of this program? I think it's absolutely absurd. Um, you know, to to be honest, I don't understand how putting more money into public education is the answer. You know, um, Baltimore City has one of the highest, you know, paid per capita of students. And yet and still, the outcome is totally subpar. So how is it that we've already seen more funding, more funding, more funding, and how is that the answer to fixing the problem? Um, so instead of fixing that problem, you're now posing another problem. And the problem is now that, you know, what is going to happen to the kids and the families that depend on this money in order to be able to do their, you know, continue in their private education. Um, I, I read an article that said that 70% of students that go to Catholic schools, many of them get funding from that program. So where is that going to leave a lot of the students that are attending these schools? So now they're going to be forced to go to public schools that aren't producing the outcomes that we would like. I think it's totally, you know, a piece of trash. Yeah, good points. Good points. Oh, uh, but what about the argument, especially this is an argument that's pushed on the left 
that when um, funds are no longer are, are taken away from these public schools, then the public schools get worse. So this is kind of like the idea of why they some people are against school choice because they feel like these people take this money and go elsewhere outside of the public school system, leaving it to kind of uh, become dysfunctional. Well, not even more dysfunctional. I, I well, that's a fallacious argument because they already are dysfunctional and they already have produced and produced poor results. So that's a fallacious argument. Number one. Number two, if that's the case, I say let them let them disintegrate so all the children can go have other options and then use them. It's called competition. And that's what capitalism is. When there's competition, you tend to get better results. And where people put their money, when the families are responsible for their money, where they put it, they tend to be more involved and more concerned about their dollars. All right. I'd like to get the um, audience to come in, chime in on this. Uh, if there are any people that, you know, feel like this, you know, Governor uh, Moore is doing a good job with this uh, by uh, allocating more money towards public schools and, um, and kind of taking some money towards this uh, school choice program, chime in. We'd love to hear your comments uh, on that. Uh, so, Definitely, we will continue to follow this uh, this story. We do right now have Delegate Jeff Christ, a Republican representing Carol, uh, Caroline Cecil Kent in Queen Anne's County. He's uh, put forward a bill to codify the boost program by making it permanent uh, and writing it into state law. Uh, so the move follows what appears to be a national trend toward more school choice uh, policies. So definitely, we will continue to follow this along with the Baltimore City Public School System stories. Uh, they've been in the news, they've been national news, and it's something that we definitely want to keep at front of mind. All right, please, if you're watching, don't forget to subscribe. To continue these comments throughout the night. Uh, we will check the comments periodically throughout the show, but certainly subscribe. Subscribe, hit that notifications button. That way you know when we are going live or putting out content, you get first notified about that. Uh, so definitely subscribe. And it helps to make our voice that much stronger. All right. So we're moving right along. Uh, speaking of Baltimore City, uh, it's been, Kim Klasik was in the news. Uh, she has, again, another quarrel with Candace Owens. And take a look at this clip. Of the top five female grifters of all time. People have accused me of grifting with absolutely no evidence. I've been very honest always from the very beginning, start to finish. But some other people have not been so honest. And some people were honest, but it's, they just got in on a weird grift. And I want to acknowledge those people formally because I can applaud them on their success. First and foremost, obviously this one, personal to me, I'm gonna put Kim Klasik on the list. Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I mean, come on. From the strip club to the RNC main stage with $8 million raised. Popped up on the scene. She had a flashy video wearing a red dress, walking down in heels, talking about how she was going to clean up Baltimore. And this kind of became, by the way, a very recognized grift now. People should be paying more attention to people that make flashy videos and say that they're running in districts that they cannot possibly win and then raising tons of money because they're saying all the right buzzwords and they're kind of leaning into this hope that the GOP has that, oh, we can, this is actually going to be a great black candidate and we can finally not have to deal with these ridiculous baseless racism claims. Well, she did it better than everybody else. So let's acknowledge her as the queen of the grift. So a lot to unpack there. First, 
she's making claims as if Kim Clasic didn't have any intention on winning and really Baltimore City should not be, uh, Republicans should not even try to win uh, uh, political seats in Baltimore City. She's kind of said this in many before. She, She basically feels like Republicans, conservatives should not run in urban centers. Thoughts on this, Shelley? Well, this is bitch fest redo, okay? We've been here before, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Kim has absolutely no charges of fraud or grifting. Let's just put it in street terms. Basically, Kansas is saying she's a thief, okay? So, but yet, Candace and other Black so-called black historians now, because you know Kansas is a black historian now. You know she's no, she should be noted in Black History Month. But other black so-called black historians, they haven't done or been in Baltimore either. Kim at least tried. Did she win? Absolutely not. But she has not been charged with any kind of fraud. And I'm sick of this argument. Again, this is nothing but bitch fest, okay? Because Kim got more publicity than, than Kansas did at a, at a certain time. And you know, you just cannot have two black women doing that. Somebody has to come out on top. And and Candace is, is riding this horse, beating this horse, and I'm sick of it. This is bitch fest redo. All right, Yana, I want to get your thoughts. Now, Shelly didn't answer the question, so I'm going to ask you the same. Uh, do you believe that conservatives uh, should run in or try to get elected in uh, urban centers, you know, very leftist centers. Do you think we should even try to do this? Because this is what Candace Owens is, is pretty much saying. She's saying that Kim, you know, is a grifter because she was trying to win an un, what she calls an unelectable district. Your thoughts? No, I, I disagree with Candace Owens on that. I think that it's absolutely perfectly fine to run in cities and districts where maybe the majority are voting Democrat. And if you're a Republican, absolutely. I mean, even if you don't win, you're you're talking to people, you're giving people other ideas, options, you know, you might, you will get some votes and those people will talk to others. They will, you know, spread your message. Also, you may give uh, hope to to other candidates in, in other places in the country. So if we had that kind of mentality that she is uh, suggesting, then we won't win, like we won't change really much at all. Like we won't change how the country uh, works, how what, what's the setup, you know, where which uh, parties control what. And, and that is uh, what she's saying. I would say that's not, it's like un-American really what she's saying. As an American, you have to risk, you have to uh, believe in, in the process that the people uh, deserve to, to have options uh, when it comes to parties. Uh, so I, I'm very disappointed uh, with uh, Candace Owens, especially now that she came up with this again about uh, Kim Klasik. I mean, it was one time, okay, fine. We looked uh, at it, you know, okay, she maybe she had, she felt like she needed to bring something up, but why now? Like it's, it's over. And so she's being catty and she's picking fights. It, it's, it, I don't understand what's the point. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to you, Kendra, because, you know, we all lean to the right, but you are, you know, more left of center. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Cause you're one of the people that a lot of conservatives, you know, try to draw onto, you know, to get people to, to get elected. They try to reach you. 
Do you feel like that conservatives should continue to try to reach Democrats or areas that are highly uh, Democratic areas? Oh, absolutely. I think that if for no other reason, it it pushes the people in power to be accountable. It pushes conversations. It pushes accountability. So even in a space where you may not necessarily win, I think that when you sow the seeds, you water them. And over time, then, the, you know, look at Georgia. Georgia went from deep red. Now, now she purple. You know, so I think that if you if we had the Candace Owens mindset of, oh, well, they just Democrat and it don't matter. That's dumb. But y'all the one that gave that girl that type of power um, because she rode the wave. So this is y'all thought y'all created that monster. So now y'all go get your monster and handle her because y'all did this. That's y'all, that's y'all friend. I don't know that lady. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh Shonda, your thoughts on, on this? Uh, and I want to ask you a different question, you know, because they you heard Candace Owens. She mentioned, uh, you know, and again, she mentioned Kim's alleged past of being a strip stripper. Uh, and she continues to throw this mud, you know, like as if if you have a, a past or, you know, that, you know, stripping or, or whatever, a, a past that you may not be so proud about. You shouldn't run for office. Is, is that? Do you agree with that notion? Well, we most of us have something in our past that we're not so proud about, and I'm sure if someone went digging around in her past, they'd be able to find something too. So I think that one, first and foremost, she should leave that alone. Um, you know, the second thing for me is just that I think that what we forget here is that a lot of times when people are voting purely Democrat, specifically in Black communities, it is out of lack of knowledge. They're very ignorant to the political, you know, um, the aspirations that each party has. All they know is that they're doing it out of tradition. Um, their mom was Democrat, their dad was Democrat, their families and their friends are Democrat, and they don't really know the issues. And so having someone actually to put the issues forefront and center allows people to evaluate um, you know, what it is that they're voting for and whom it is that they're voting for. So I don't think it's a lost cause. I mean, it's pretty much like saying, you know, leave them and run. You know what I mean? And I think, I think it's terrible. You know, I think it's really terrible because basically you're telling us to leave people who, who may be lost, may be misinformed, you know, to just leave them. And it's going to cause, you know, it's going to be no hope for them. And that's, that's ridiculous. So we're not supposed to take care of each other. We're not supposed to help clear up misinformation and maybe information that just wasn't provided in the first place. So I think it is really terrible that she's just bashing her and, you know, calling her names simply because she's doing something that she wouldn't. It's okay for, you know, people to have a difference in how they do things, but it's not okay for her to be catty like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a good look. I, I didn't think it was a good look at all for Candace Owens. I mean, she already is kind of a very uh, divisive person. And then she, you know, she claims that she's all, you know, her, her goal from from beginning to up until today has been to go after the black community. And this doesn't seem like a way to do that. You um, I mean, you have her sitting here. Basically, she doesn't want to pre pre provide an option to black people who live in left left-leaning uh, areas. Uh, and, and again, as, as Yana said, as, as some of you, as many of you have said, that's un-American. Uh, you know, we don't give up. 
you know, we don't, we continue. We sow the seed, as Kendra said, and and and, and water it and, and continue to, to watch it until it bears fruit. So um, it wasn't a good look. It was catty. Um, you know, as Shelly said, it was a, uh, a bitchy. Uh, and, and definitely, we, and we're from Baltimore. Okay, so many of us live in Baltimore, uh, and and we are here. We've seen the work that Kim Klasick has done. I mean, goodness gracious! Not only did she she raise that money, but she also helped a lot of other candidates who were running at the same time and who continue to run. Uh, she she helps these candidates in Baltimore and really around the country. I mean, the girl doesn't stop. So I don't know what uh, Candace Owens is, is talking about, but she's definitely biting up the wrong tree. All right. Can I just say that I think it was an insult on the urban centers to say that, um, you know, just let them do what they're going to do and have their own opinion it, to to not even offer the information. So not only did she um, insult Kim and, you know, whether you was a stripper before or a hoe or whatever you was before you decided to run for office, that's your business. But I think it is uh, it, it's it's blasphemous and it's insulting to. To any, it should be insulting to any black people to say, you know what, they don't even need the information. They don't need the different perspective because they're going because it, it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. And I think for her being a black woman, that was just insulting. And yeah, it was. Insulting. It, it, it certainly was. And again, this is the one gripe that people have with Candace Owens and that she she doesn't connect with black women. You know, her primary audience, so she's claimed is to get black uh, more grow the black conservative movement uh you know but she she you know bring conservative principles to urban centers yet she has no connection this is just another example uh that she lacks the connection lacks the communication uh to to black community um so yeah, um, Shelly, you can have the last yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say something. Kansas also has a, a national nonprofit that its focus is for minor, I mean, uh, urban areas with a predominantly minority African American population. So this does not sit well when she's saying things like this. So if you have this nonprofit that you want to reach these same areas, and on one hand, and then you're saying, oh, when conservatives try, they shouldn't, they're grifting. Come on, this it doesn't it doesn't sit well. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh so we will continue. Hopefully, this is the end of this. I mean, gosh, it it, it comes off very catty, very catty. Uh, she continues to go after Kim Klasick. Uh She's not a girl's girl at, at all. Uh, and and for the first day of Women's Month, Women's History Month. You know, it's it's, it's disappointing. I used to like her. I used to listen to her when she had her own YouTube show. And uh, but lately, it's all about her. It's all about her own ego, and she cannot handle any criticism at all. So that's how she lashes out at people. Like every time she feels anything that any kind of attack on her, she does not respond uh, wisely to it. Her, yeah, you're absolutely right, and I, I really hope because again, we need them both. I mean, I, you, whether you you say what you want about Candace Owens, you know, I, I enjoyed her documentary she did on BLM. You know, she has raised some great points. Uh, that, you know, she kind of started me and many of us within the conservative movement. You know, started our piqued our interest. Uh, oh well, no. she's saying not me. Mm-mm. No, 
No, okay. Well, well, in my opinion, she's kind of repulsive. She yeah. she she repels people. She's not. I mean, if I was not a member of you know, and I'm you know, if I'm not a member of the conservative community, she's not going to be the person that draws me in. You know, um, she is not very welcoming. She has a really bad attitude, and the way that she conducts herself to me is not very appealing to want someone else to come to talk to her or to bring anything to her. So, um, you know, it's like the church, you know, the people that are in the Christian community that people don't want to talk to because they're going to beat them over the head. She, you know, no, she, she is not the voice for the conservative black women. If you ask me. Well, you might be right. I mean, like you said, she does, um, she does repel people, but you, she does have a large movement behind her and a lot of black people, whether we like it or not, they do, they are drawn to her just because she does, whether she's, she's not the most uh, nicest, you know, way to tell it, but she, she spits facts. She does. She just, she spits facts. And, um, but it's just not a lot. I, I, she's not a good person if she's trying to reach black people. She's trying to reach the urban community. She's not, but uh, she does have a large following. Uh, she does. So, um, you know, we'll continue to follow the story and, and definitely um, keep you guys updated. Continue with the comments. Join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and subscribe. Share this uh, broadcast as you watch it. Send it in a messenger, DM, uh, post it to your timeline on your social media. We definitely got to get the word out about pop and politics. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, so we're moving right along, um, kind of keeping it on the kind of like the racial theme. Um, talk, just want to talk about Scott Adams. Uh, we will talk about Gabrielle Union in just a moment, but I want to get into Scott Adams and his. Uh, he is the uh, newspaper. Well, let's talk about this. Newspapers across the country dropped the Dilbert comic strip over the weekend after their creator Scott Adams of the satir sat satirical cartoon went on a racist tirade calling black Americans a hate group and suggesting that white people should, and I quote, get the hell away. Take a look at this clip. You know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll. Uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know, I have a very low black population because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. Respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. 
every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going uh, to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life and I've been, the only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. Uh, the, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And there we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? <laughs> but those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my recommendation. Um, and I'm also really sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up non-black citizens. Um, you know, I realize it's anecdotal, and it you know, doesn't give me a, a full picture of what's happening, but every damn day I look on social media and there's some black person beating the shit out of some white person. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. Right? So I, I quit. Woo! All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. First off, is there anyone... Uh, you know what? I want to start off with you, Shelly. Did you find what he, the video and what he said offensive? No, I did not find it offensive. I found some of it factual. Let me say what part I found factual. He said that he sees black people beating up on non-white people. Well, hell, where I live and where a lot of other black people I know live, it's black on blacks. They're beating each other to death, literally, okay? So I'm, I'm correcting him there. I, I know he was trying to be, uh, you know, a little satire, a little irony here, but some of what he said is about self-preservation. Uh, number two, some of the Patrice Colors and the Candace Owens and some of these other Jack and Jill type uh, black people, they don't live with black people either. They get rich and they buy homes in white areas like the Donna Lemons do. So they do it too. So he's talking facts. Now, there are a lot of people who's going to say he was racist. Of course, they're going to um, throw that out there. Maybe he is. I don't know. But I do know he's been a leftist most of his life. So he's been helping. He's even helped help with black uh, BLM before causes and things like that. So no, I think some of it was very factual. I just think it applies a little bit more in, in the black community. All right. I want to jump around. I want to go to you, Kendra. Uh, what did you think about what uh, Dilbert creator uh, said? Uh, did you find it offensive? And if so, why? Scott Adams. I don't know if I necessarily found it offensive. I just think that 
if they leaving, where they going? I just want that was my first question. Get far away from them. And what about the people who got in a biracial children? Where they going? You just gonna up and leave half your kids? So I just had so many questions. Now, as far as the litter part, now that part, he we gotta give him a point there because you know people just don't like picking up trash. But that's a litter and recycling issue. That's not necessarily a color issue. Well, he's um, saying that he find well, if you saw as as Don Lemon said, he felt like. In black areas, black people, in you know, in general, throw trash on the floor, on the ground. Right. And I understand that. That's a right. And I and I get that. But like I said, it's like okay, that's a that's a that's laziness. We can call a thing a thing and say you know it's lazy to throw trash on the ground when there's a trash can right there. But that's lazy across the board. Oh, you're um, saying so? You disagree? You believe that it's not so much? It's not just in black community. White people? No, I don't. I live around white people, and do you know how many times I had to pick up? Some, my dog is only 15 pounds. Now, why did I have to pick up the, the, the people, the white people, big pit bull poop today? Because they didn't pick it up, and I didn't want to step in it. So, I mean, I'm just saying that it's, people are just lazy at times, and it's not just the black laziness thing. White people don't pick up their dog poop when they poop in the yard. So I just think, you know what? They got trash and bottles. White people got poop in the yard. It, people are just going to be lazy when they want to be lazy. But I think that he 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 feels how he feels. If you don't want to be around black people, black people probably don't want to be around him either. I think it's a mutual, we good, we cool. I don't want to be I want to go to you, Shonda. Uh, did you find what he said uh, to be uh, all right? Is it, it was okay with you? Yeah, it was okay with me. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, living in, and so what, when I hear this, what automatically comes to mind for me is not just Black people, it's Black people in urban areas where they don't own anything. And in my experience and in my opinion, they do. I mean, you could be driving down the street in Baltimore City and see people throwing chicken out the window and, and putting their cups outside their door in the grocery store's parking lot and all kinds of foolishness. And it's simply because they don't have any stake. You know, they don't have any, any you know, a house in the area. They're renting. They're on, you know, government assistance and public housing. And so they, they could care less because they're not worried about property values and things like that. So yes, I agree with that. I also feel like if, he, what he's saying is, I've been supporting Black people my whole life, and they're still saying it's not okay to be white. You know, if somebody, if you've been supporting somebody, and they still don't want to accept you, would you still support them? Like, I mean, that's just, uh, to me, that's a human trait, not a Black thing, a white thing. It's just common sense. If somebody don't support me, I'm not supporting them. Why do I have to keep going out of my way to support them, right? You know, that doesn't make any sense. And then for him to say they need to run, well, guess what? Black people run from their own people all the time. When things get bad in the city, guess what? They pick up and move out to the county. They go out to other neighborhoods and areas where their people are not there because they think the same thing. The problem is they don't like white people to say it. If, if, a, if a black person say it, then it's all good. Or oh, you moving on up to the east side like the Jeffersons, right? But if a white person say it, then they so wrong. No. We can call a spade a spade. And the fact is, a lot of black people in urban communities trash their own communities. A fact is, a lot of black people are the most racist people, as I don't know what. They think that they can say whatever they want about white people, but white people can't say whatever they want about them. And if, if that's how he feels, I 
furthermore, I want to know. Please tell me. Tell me that's how you feel. Don't hide it and talk to your friends about it. Now we know it's all out in the open. Everybody has a right to their own opinion, and he definitely has a right to his. Okay. All right. Yana, what are your thoughts here? What, what he said, racist or offensive to you? Oh, what he said, I mean, I have to, I need to, I have to relate to, like, I, unfortunately, um, I understand what he's saying and I agree with, uh, the other ladies here. And I mean, from my experience too, everyone suffers in those types of neighborhoods where it's not safe. It's not just the white people, obviously everyone who lives in, uh, unfortunately, predominantly, uh, black areas suffer because I lived most of my adult life in urban, predominantly black or Hispanic neighborhoods. And uh, I had my windows smashed multiple times in my car. I had my wheels taking off, taken off like my car completely. I had a catalytic converter sold off, cut off out of my car. Um, I was almost mugged. I had to fight uh, against the, the, the people. Um, I was uh, kicked, I was assaulted and had the guy um, uh, arrested. So, and it was happening to my neighbors too, who were black women, black single women that lived in my building, their uh, vehicles were vandalized as well. So unfortunately it's, I mean, I think decent people should try to move away. So it's not just white people, of course, it's just decent people should not live uh, amongst people that would hurt them. Uh, so that's common sense. And also I agree that um, people should not be trying to help someone just based on their race. Uh, so this whole thing, oh, let's help uh, you know, uh, this, this race or that race. I mean, that's, it seems, uh, you know, you should help people not just not, not just black people not just uh hispanics not just uh, chinese uh just help people if you want to help people but yeah when when it's uh I, and i can definitely understand the frustration that people are experiencing um after years of uh being in this type of environment and not being uh treated with respect in those areas so yeah i understand yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I might be the odd man out. I was, I was offended. Now, I was on, I wasn't offended by what I think a lot of people were. I was offended by something you said, Yana. What he said about, uh, you know, I don't need to help back. He's helping black people. He's not going to help black people anymore. Uh, and, and and I find this a lot, especially with the left, left or liberal white people. They feel like um, it's almost like this idea that black people are their pets and need to be helped. And so, you know, when he kept saying, I don't need to, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to help them anymore. I'm not going to help black people. I mean, as if that was the only kind of relationship or connection he can have with a black person or the black community. Yeah. You know, I don't need help. Well, it's and what he's doing. He's actually generalized. So in, in that case, it is, it can be considered racist because he is generalizing. So just because, uh, he has this bad experience with black people. I will, I will just, if I see a black person, I'm not going to help. If I'm, if I'm hearing about this uh, black family that is struggling, I, there's no way I'm helping because they're black. You know I mean? Right. That, that can come off that well, way. 
Well, let me, I, would, I would say this. Why does he say that? Or why does he think or feel that way? And I think this is a two-sided coin. Number one, there are a lot of people who have what we call, uh, uh, Sidney Sheldon, I think it is, calls white guilt, right? They, um, they have this idea that, yeah, Black people need help. But on the other side of the coin, there are many Black people who portray that they need help, that they want white people. And if they don't, if white people don't do it, then they're racist. If they do it, then they're racist or whatever. It's like a, a never-ending cycle. So we have this mentality among a lot of black people that we always need help. You know, and, and the white man owes us this and the white man did this. So they need to do this for us. So this like the, a double edged coin, a two sided coin. And it, it doesn't sit out pretty, doesn't end pretty. How about this? Get up off your asses. Excuse me. I'm supposed to stop cursing. I'm sorry. Get up off your butts. And do something for yourself. Stop making white people your God for good or bad. Okay. If somebody helps you, you need help. Of course, we all might need help at some time in our life, but to rely on it as a way of life and then make people feel guilty about it, that's called ingratitude, number one. And number two, it's called laziness if you don't do something for yourself in your own family. Yeah. Well, his comments shut off set off a firestorm amongst the left and amongst media. I mean, uh, they pull his Dilbert comics uh, out of a lot of newspapers. And, you know, many headlines were saying, you know, pretty much cancel this guy. But one thing I do, haven't seen talked about is I think the issue we have right now with this type of, of, of talk, I'll be honest, you know, as a Black person, many Black people talk about this way. Uh, you know, and I think white people, everyone, they, they, you have certain people who say off color comments amongst people that, you know, look like them or their family. They say these off color comments. Uh, what we have right now, though, it seems like people are bringing these off color comments out into the public. So you used to have, you know, back in the day, you, I mean, I, it's 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 common for you have some people who say inappropriate, you can see racist uh, comments amongst them themselves, like in the privacy of their home. But now we have people who and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's just it's always been. But now people are starting to bring these comments out into the open, and this is where we're seeing the clash. Anybody have what are your thoughts on that? KJ, I think that um 100% like if if we if we're all honest, we have all been in the room with our grandparents and done heard them say something that we probably that we ain't going to repeat because it was it it would not shine the best light on them. And I, and if we're honest, every family have those dinner table conversations or whatever, where they express themselves that probably in a way that would be seen and viewed as um, racist or inappropriate per se. The issue is now we don't went from it being a a a moment amongst trusted people because you're not gonna say it around people that you don't trust right now we just gonna get on joe biden's hyperinflated internet and just say how we feel and people and then you don't it's not a safe space like i'm gonna just tell y'all this is what it is baby no you're supposed to do that with people that that not gonna you know you you won't have a job tomorrow because you done pissed the people off because they didn't agree with you now they done called down to your job now you ain't got no job because the people you because 
of what you said. Like, if you're gonna talk trash, talk your shit, okay? Like, talk, talk, say how you feel, but say it around people that's gonna make sure you gainfully employed the next day. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Just, just stay employed because yeah, people I mean, are gonna do it. If we all say stuff, we all say stuff that it ain't gonna put us in the nicest light. We we all have those conversations. We just probably shouldn't put them on the internet. I'm sorry. The challenge is, is that you can say stuff in private now and it still didn't end up, end up on the internet. You know, there's no such thing anymore as really privacy. Because you could say that amongst your family and friends and they record you. And the next thing you know, you're being blackballed because somebody then picked up you saying something that you didn't even know that they had, you know. So, I mean, the reality is, is that there's very little privacy mm-hmm. nowadays. And most of the things that you say in the dark, are probably going to somehow shine in the light, right? And, you know, and if I'm really honest, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to those kind of comments, it is acceptable for Black people to say those things in public. It's just not acceptable for white people to say them. And I mean, you somebody, a white person cut you off in traffic, automatically she's a white bee. Right. If if you know the the the, the you know the old older white lady that cut ran into you in the grocery store, it's you know it's okay to to for a black person to express their beliefs and call someone a name that is not necessarily appropriate. But when a white person does it, now they're racist. The challenge is, I don't think that many black people feel like they can be racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, we're going to move on to the NAACP Image Awards. All right. So uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union Wade were honored with the President's Award for their activism and advocacy, especially in support of their trans daughter, Zaya Wade, who she came out as a trans in 2020. Uh, Union Wade spoke to the need for greater advocacy for LGBTQ community. Take a look at this clip. I'm attention when I use my platform. I recognize what I've been given, and it is my job to uplift the voices of others and share my access and resources. I want to take this moment to publicly speak to our daughter, Zaya. Zaya, as her father, all I've wanted to do was get it right. I've sat back and watched how gracefully you've taken on the public, the public scrutiny. And even though it's not easy, I watched you walk out of the house every morning as yourself. I admire how you've handled the ignorance in our world. I admire that you face every day. Thank you, Derek and the NAACP. It's, it's humbling to stand here surrounded by friends and heroes, OGs and icons, all working to advance the lives of black people and pay respect to an organization that has led us through over a century of relentless challenge, pain, triumph, and change and now stands with us again at the foot of a very new era of activism. A new era that demands our collective answer to one simple question. Will we fight for some, or will we fight for all of our people? Let's just name a couple hard truths. First, the intersection of black rights and the rights of the LGBTQIA, trans and gender nonconforming people continues to be rough. It's a huge understatement. Even as we demand equality at the top of our lungs, we consistently fail to extend our advocacy to protect some of our most vulnerable among us. And second, black trans people 
are being targeted, terrorized, and hunted in this country. Every day, everywhere. And there's rarely a whisper about it. All right. As I said at the top of the show, if you don't support the trans agenda, you ain't black. And that's kind of what I gathered from this NAACP Image Awards this, this past weekend. You saw the clip, Shonda. What are your thoughts on what Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade said? Oh, listen, I first and foremost, I just think that I don't know if they're using their daughter, you know, to to get views and, you know, to drive up their own agendas. Um, but I just think it's okay to help, you know, you, we have children, we all have children, you know, we want to be able to support our children in different ways. But to me, it's a difference between support and like really driving it home. Like they really are just like, it's, it's past like, you know, supporting them in the sense that you want them to be okay. You want to make sure they're safe. They're not harmed. You know, it's just like, I, I just really think it's over the top and for, you know, and they're pushing, you know, this trans agenda and in the assumption that um, they're humans as humans, we have rights. Why do their rights have to be so different from the rights of everyone else? Why do they have to get such special treatment that traditional people don't get? I just think that it's a lot. And to really say like, you know, or insinuate, that if you don't agree, you're not black, I think is a far reach. Yeah. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on on this, Shelly. I mean, I think overall people felt like her, her, uh, her, her, her speech was, especially Gabrielle Union's part was just uh, not believable. Uh, It was, she was acting. Uh, What are your thoughts on on that? And, and, And what she says, I mean, she's pushing this whole intersectionality argument where you know if you're black you got to fight for trans if you're trans fight for feminism everything comes together to kind of create this one victim class of uh, that you need to fight for so you don't if you're not for one you're not for all what are your thoughts on, on all of that first i have a new acronym for the naacp i'm calling it the national agenda for the annihilation of colored people because if you follow these people, these Hollywood types, these elitists, there will be no colored people. There will be no black people, number one. Gabrielle Union and uh, whatever her husband's name, first of all, that is a son, okay? I forget his, his real name, but that's a boy, a son. They are co-signing basically the annihilation of their son as a human being in his own right. Okay, this they are setting the agenda. People like this, this is what the media sees, and this is what the world sees, and they think that this is the, the image of what black people are supposed to be. There's always some kind of victimology tied to being black. Can you just be a black person or just a human being who happens to have black skin or whatever color skin? Look, they don't set the agenda. If you follow them, you are going. I'm going to say you're going to hell, but I'm not God. I can't make that decision. But if you follow them, 
You will really not have a life. You won't have an identity. You will be wrapped up in so much confusion and chaos that you have two parents on a national stage calling their son a girl, applauding it, and she looking like she is, you know, fighting for some right. Where, where are trans people being hunted? Black trans people. Please tell me where. Tell me where. I, I don't know. But this is this is nothing short of evil. This is nothing short of evil. The new acronym again, the National Agenda for the Annihilation of Colored People. That's what the NAACP is in my book. I want to go to you, Kendra. Uh, I want to get your, I would like you to respond to what Shelly says and also answer the question. I mean, based on this image awards that just occurred, I mean, it's highly, uh, they were highlighting a lot of LGBTQ. Does the do that? Do, do they represent you? I'm not a part of the alphabet soup community. I just think that you know the alphabet soup should be able to just be the alphabet soup and just alphabet soup. I um I think that there is a line between asking for people to be able to make their own decisions with their life and their family, and then and I don't have to. There's I believe in duality. You can make the choices for you and your children. I don't have to agree with them. And and there should be a respect there. And me not agreeing doesn't mean that I'm in some way transphobic, homophobic, any of the other phobics they be throwing around. It just means I don't agree. I can respect you and your choices and not agree with them at the same time. And for them, I think that, you know, we can respect or not respect or or you know, them living, allowing their child to live how they choose to live. Um, and their support of that is one thing, but to say that if I would handle the situation differently, that I'm in some way, um, one of the phobics, that's wrong. I just don't agree. We, we can have two things can be true at the same time. I can have you res respect as a human being. If you want, baby, if you want me to call you Timbuktu, honey, and your name is really Bob, I'm gonna call you Timbuktu. I mean, but it's, it is what it is. I don't care. Like, I'm gonna just, hey, Timbuktu, how you doing? Well, I don't ask you this though, Kendra. Is it time for black people to stop supporting the NAACP? Based hmm. off of, because I mean, clearly, if you look at this, it's the Im image awards. They have totally combined the cause for fighting for racial equality and LGBTQ are one. I, mean, I think that there has to be a conversation. Um, I mean, I like. I mean, to we know that there are black people that are part of the LGBTQ community. Okay. I think that the NAACP. You said if you don't agree, they're two separate, totally separate. Right. I, I can be black. And and be and for the advancement of colored people, and I can be black and queer, whatever, whatever of the alphabets, and and still be for the advancement of colored people. But I don't have in order for me to be for the advancement of colored people, I don't have to necessarily um agree, agree or subscribe to the alphabet community agenda i think so you that still, you still believe that that's 
that that's what I think we have to get back to the fundamentals of what the NAACP was created for and the mission and purpose and it's the advancement of color people and I mean we want all color people to advance but we can't we get black black people has a way of we we get we see something and it's like oh let's just go there and we forget the whole big picture i think we have to broaden the scope back just a little bit because what happens like oh well you got black trans people then you got the next thing you're gonna do we're gonna have and we you got the light-skinned black people that have been ostracized because they was light-skinned and like we can't keep going down the rabbit hole of just the it's the collective we have to get back to the collective advancement and not just small minor percentages of the population that wants to advance if that makes sense let me i want to move on to to yana because honestly as a black woman i'm sick of hearing about black i'm sick of hearing about race i am uh and uh and so i want to ask you what are your thoughts there i mean we're in 2023 is the time to move past this always talking about race oh yeah absolutely i mean i i was hoping that that that's where the world was going i mean when i came to this country um i was pretty much uh, growing up here as a liberal uh, because i believe that there shouldn't be uh differences in in terms how we uh see each other how we interact with each other um that we shouldn't be focusing on race that that is the future of the world like that's what i really uh believed and uh then more and more it seems like uh, people are focusing on race on ethnicity um you know all these different intersectionality all these uh d- different uh groups that you you know identify as uh people are focusing on that more and more and with this situation with these two um parents and uh i mean when i looked at the the award ceremony and all of that and what they were saying it's like is that real life uh it it looks like a movie it looks like like hunger games to me like they are not all uh you know looking all made up and uh, and strange really and uh standing there talking about things that nobody in the real world cares like really they're there to advance uh uh colored people whatever um then they and they care about trans like there's people who um what are the problems of the people that they supposed to advance the problems are lack of education um a rising uh cost of living uh what else we have violence in the neighborhoods uh, just general poverty that is still have you know people are still experiencing and they're talking about trans right like, like who and cares what I'm talking about the NAACP image is not of black people and i'm disappointed kendra that you can't admit that you know, they are not about and for black people. The whole show put up LGBTQ icons. It was hosted by uh, 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 Queen Latifah, who is gay. They they also acknowledged Brittany Griner and her wife for what reason I do not know because she got us to get rid of a terrorist because she couldn't 
she was an irresponsible overseas. And she shouldn't even been on there. But again, they pushing her up. Now you had Gabrielle Union and, and their trans daughter pushing them up. Uh, they put in the, I think the, the, the series that won the whole thing was P-Valley, which is a series about gay men. I mean, how how is, we should all be infuriated right now. Why is this the image of black America? It is not, it is not, and we need to, we need to passionately come out and say that. Right. Because the more we placate, the more we say, we go, oh, well, they need, we need to have a talk. No, the time for talk is over because it's everywhere and it should not be. So I don't understand how you can say, you know, they need to have a conversation. The con- time to t- conversation is done. They have had a whole several hours of talking about LGBT. And that right. is not Black America. Right. Look, I can tell you why they have Brittany, what's her name? Brittany Griner. And um, I, I'm not even going to say her wife because a marriage is a man and a woman. But whoever this person is she's sleeping with. They had those two there because, because that's the image that they are now latched onto. They want people to believe, the world to believe that this is what a marriage really looks like, or black people anyway, really looks like, two women. That's what they want. So they, again, this redefinition, this transformation of meanings and, and language and words. So that the world sees this image and thinks, that, oh, oh, black people are okay with this. You know, all of them damn people who won, I'm still cursing, I'm sorry. All those darn people who won, every one of them was, again, what, whatever, the alphabet soup, LGBTQ, whatever, from, like you said, Queen Latifah on down the line. For what? This is not what black culture or black life is. These are Hollywood elitists. They're in front of the camera 24-7 anyway. So, you know, they 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 need all the likes and accolades. This is what stimulates them because this is what the life that they live, this this movie screen life. This is not real life. Okay, they are playing parts 24-7. They don't know the difference between real life and, and the life on the screen. They don't live where most people live in real life, having to go out to work, take care of their families, deal with whatever the daily issues are and life's issues. They don't deal with that. They live in a Potumkin village and they live in a facade and they want the world, the NAACP, to think that this is what most of America looks like. It's not. It's phony. It's fake. I'll say this, Lily. I think that, you know, I don't think the whole, um, you know, all black people are not a part of the LGBTQ community, but I think that they, and and this is just me. I, you know, there are bl- black gay people, and they have the they have the right to live their life the way they choose to live in everyday America. You know, do do what you do, do what works for you. So I think that they wanted to, and and again, I don't know because did nobody call and consult me on the script or the show. But I think what they wanted to do was to give people who do live that life a space to say where they can point to say that they have representation. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shout out. But I think what they did in doing that is isolate I'm everyone else. I'm hearing about them. <laughs> I understand I that you're not, but you're not gay. Like, you're not, you're not a part well, of Why does the NAACP get to say 
that only black people or, or we only gay? Why not have no, couples up there? Why not have men and women who men and women who are really married? Why not have a whole panoply of people and just not just the LGBT? No, I'm saying I think that, and I think that where they missed the mark is they did not represent black people in totality. They represented a subset of black people, and that is where they missed the mark. If they would have had a few people from the LGBT community, and then they also had representation from you know straight you can even throw in interracial in there to show why do we care who people sleep with i don't care i don't i don't, I don't why do we need why do we need entire speeches and uh just uh, well, you why, know, do, why do we need to praise people for, for who they about. are sleeping with? Why do we need to like lift them up and put them on the pedestal for it? I'm not saying that they should, but you know, when somebody win, they're going to get up there and thank their mama and talk about whatever they want because they got the mic. And that's just that. I mean, but, if I get up there, I'm talking about my nieces and nephews and, and my sister because I only have one real sister and she's going to make sure I say that. So like that was just be what I would talk about. But I think that the people that won, that was what was pressing on them, and that's what they did. Like I said, I think that the, the where they missed is that it we are we're a monolith. We are not, you know, we're not a monolith. We come in all shapes, shots. I'm oh. sick of it. I'm sick of it. If we gotta talk about LGBTQ every five minutes, get rid of it all. I don't want to talk about black. I don't want to talk about women. I just just do the program to highlight the shows, but because. It's not about representation, you know, it's about indoctrination. It's about them, you know, getting across all of their values and points to our communities and our children because they know that many black communities are broken, they're without fathers, they're easily influenced, and that's their opportunity it's where the parents are going to have their kids in front of the screen, thinking they're watching something that are, um, you know, that's going to be uplifting and something that, you know, is great for Black History Month. And here we are parading around members of the LGBTQ plus community like they are the only representation of black people. It is a part of the indoctrination process. It is not representation. And um, on the Gabrielle Union and the way, wait, if you ask me, he's living vicariously through his son, daughter. Um, you know, with those outfits and things that he has put on and walked around in. And, you know, I feel like personally, just my opinion, what he's doing is is what he he's living through her. He wants to come out and put on his dress and heels, but he can't. So what he's doing is allowing his child to do that. And, you know, it, it is all a bunch of pure foolishness, you know, to, for us to say that they are representing the black community when all they're doing is indoctrinating the black community with this foolishness. Yeah, yeah. You, you're right on there. It's indoctrination because it's not even about gay. It's not even about being gay. I mean, they are literally pushing sex changes of children of children it's not even about adults consenting to uh same sex they are pushing she's they're pushing trans agenda mental illness it, this is something that used to be on the fringe they are pushing sex changes for children how can we sit by and let this continue to go on 
We should all be upset by this. We should be out in the streets protesting the NAACP. Right. right. Exactly. And you know, KJ, real quick, when I watched that and I watched that clip in particular several times and when they panned the audience, what I was even more infuriated when you have these people sitting in the audience and they are co-signing like 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 she's, you know, giving a speech on on the monument, Martin Luther King speech. They were, you know, their faces and they were so in awe and they were, you know, head shaking. And I said, you all are a bunch of frauds. What you are really doing is co-signing. I'm going to use your word, Kendra. You are indoctrinating the next generation of black children to go down a road paved to chaos, confusion, misery, and just lies. You're going to get more and more black children breast cut off, the surgeries you're talking about, in the mental clinics, suicide, drug abuse. You're not helping. This is not the image of black people that we need to parade around the world and say, this is us. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is you... You have these broadcasters in the mainstream media all villainizing Russia and Putin and the war going on right now. And this man did a whole speech on the immorality of America. And I said, and I and I and I challenge people to look it up. He did a whole speech talking about how we are a godless nation, how our men are feminine how we doing all this to the children, how we have this, you know, homosexuality is running rampant. And, and, and but people, he's supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the whole world, I mean, the rest of the world that is not the West, um, they're looking at this and they're laughing really at America lately because of these things, because of uh, this constant push, uh, you know, you've seen the, the ads for US military that was uh, uh promoting a gay um family and it's it's just not a good look i mean we we don't want to um of course we, we shouldn't be uh how should i say it um like the people have rights to live however they want to live but like you said when they're pushing it in these major events this is not just accepting people for who they are this is promoting it and advertising it uh, this is what it is it's an advertisement of this type of lifestyle and it's a saying that this is great this is wonderful you should do it the rest of the world um outside of western europe they have they don't want anything to do with it and they think it's absolutely ridiculous and uh america looks weak every time they look at this and and especially for, yeah, like you said, black people should stand up against this because this is the image of black Americans uh, that the rest of the world is looking at as well. And they don't want anything to do with that, too. Uh, the image should be of strong uh, men, uh, you know, feminine women. And also, I mean, you could be a strong woman as well, but a woman, nevertheless. And so that should be the image around the world. Otherwise, it's we. we America is not going to succeed this way in any kind of battle. Absolutely. All right. And again, we can we can be respectful. We can be uh, respectful and, and 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 inclusive of of all people of all people. You know, but it doesn't have to be pushed in front of us every five minutes. You don't hear him talking about handicaps. You don't hear him talking about handicaps like that. 
you know, it used to be the uh the, the civil rights movement. You think they say don't leave out handicap? You don't hear them talking about that. You don't see anybody rolling on to the uh the, the, the award show giving out awards and stuff. We don't see that. I would love to see a cripple come on stage and 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 and, and go up to the mic and 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 talk about raising awareness about uh handicap. I would love it. We don't see that. It's indoctrination, and we know it. So, I mean, that gets us to the end of the show tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, continue the conversation by leaving a comment on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe. That way you get up-to-the-minute content when we post. And we appreciate the support. We are an independent media, and each time you subscribe, it helps to make our voice that much stronger. Uh, we also had, what, thank you so much, ladies, for coming on tonight. Again, Kendra, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And Shonda, I mean, you guys are always welcome back. You brought great perspective tonight. So uh, thank you so much. Again, uh, you can check us out on our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night. No, I can't believe this. No. My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. You, your ancestors came no. on the Mayflower. No, no, no. You no. are descended no, no, no. from one of the 101 people who sailed on the Mayflower. Oof. That's a little bit too much <laughs> to deal with right now. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you may have descended from people who laid never the foundation never. for this country? <laughs> never, never. <laughs>